You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Welcome to a very special edition of the uh, Royal Blue Podcast today, as I'm joined with um, one of um, Everton's most colourful um, supporters um, from across the, the Atlantic Ocean there, Nick Palmer, also known as Astro, on Twitter, at BlueAce1878. Um, he's been keeping um, Blue's chipper and what has been um, a very disappointing, frustrating um Awful season, and certainly until until the weekend. And uh, I think um, his, his his upbeat um, messages online have really struck a chord from Evertonians. So here at the Echo, we thought we'll, we'll have a piece of that, and we'll uh, speak to the man himself. Uh, I should actually say good morning, Nick, because it is uh, quite early for you over there in Georgia. Oh, it's it's well, it's not too early. And thanks for having me. Um, it's a it's it's a great opportunity to to get to speak to you. Um, you know. For me, you know, these last few months have been absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. it, it all started as a laugh. Um, yeah. You know, a uh, 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 pet at Toffee TV I've known for over a decade. And mm-hmm. he's been kind of pushing me, you should do a match reaction. You should do a match reaction. So yeah. after that first win, coincidentally, against Southampton, the start mm-hmm. of the season, I did the first match reaction. And it has just evolved and grown and and become something like I don't know it like has a mind of its own at this point and I'm just um I'm just grateful to be along for the ride to be honest it's uh I don't know supporting Everton's like a Dickens novel it's either the best of times or it's the worst of times <laughs> and uh the one thing that makes all that tolerable is is the supporters and and I I constantly say this without the people who find my match reactions amusing, I'm nothing. Just like the football club. Without the supporters, mm-hmm. you know, they, they don't matter, you know. So people and supporters, uh, it, that's where I belong. That's where I thrive. And and I feel I feel really lucky to be in this position, to be honest. It's it's a bit mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly struck a chord. I'm just going through the, um, the, the people who, who I follow, who I notice also follow um, yourself. Tim Cahill, uh, Tony Gallieu, uh, Michael Ball, our Echo columnist, former Everton player, Sky Sports, Alan Myers, Vinny O'Connor, Elton Wellsby. I don't know if you're um, aware of him. He was a broadcaster. He was uh, broadcasting to like millions and millions of people when uh, it was the old first division in the 80s, so just before the Premier League era. Yeah, um, various colleagues as well. So, yeah, you've got a, a varied fan base out there, it seems, um, amongst um, the Evertonians and other football followers. I uh, I have to admit that I have had about fifteen fanboy moments uh, over the past uh, over the past few months. I'm not gonna lie. I literally went to punching corner flags in my house when I saw that Tim Cahill was following me. Um, and and you know uh, what really the first one that kind of caught me off guard was was Tony Bellew, the bomber. I yeah. mean, it, it just you know first of all you know the bomber's a legend. Um, 
And and for him to have like kind of retweeted out, I'm sure it was the match reaction to the draw with Manchester United. Um, nice. That that just like I was I was literally like, imagine a guy like me being at a loss for words. And <laughs> and and obviously, um, I cannot understand for the life of me why they're following me um, <laughs> because they're they're established professionals uh, yeah. who are you know I mean. Listen, you know, the Bomber, Tim Cahill, they're legends. You know, Alan Myers, great servant of the club, does superb work on Sky Sports. Um, You know, him, Meatball Molly, you know what I mean? She follows me as well. And I'm actually going to do a a hype video for her fight coming up at the O2 in March um, because I want to support her as well because, you know, listen, she's Everton through and through, and Mm -hmm. anything that I can do to support her, it's going to get done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you talked about that. Obviously, it started off as as a bit a bit of fun, um, just you putting your personality onto the way Ever- Everton were going. I suppose that's been, like you said, best of times, worst of times. It's been a roller coaster journey because Southampton, everything was great. Comeback victory looked like it was going to be good. You talked there about Manchester United. That was support. That was support. Sort of like the end of that sort of honeymoon period, if there ever was one for Rafa Benitez. Uh, Things were looking quite rosy there, and it, it suddenly turned and got really sort of nasty. You want to know what's crazy is that those yeah. first few match reactions were me talking myself into supporting the manager. Yeah. Honestly, it, it was a it was a tough ask. Um, I quietly grumbled uh, over the appointment. Um, so for me, you're right. The, it, the, my match reactions actually did take a turn. Um, yeah. where I was quite critical of, of you know, of the way things were going. Um, but I honest, I have to, like, cling to the fact that my honest nature and my authenticity is what appeals to people, and, and mm-hmm. I won't abandon that. And, you know, yeah. I, um, if, they, if they're going to support me, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the best, you know, most honest opinion that I have. Uh, because anything less would be a disservice to them, and I don't want to let the people down. No, I mean, just what has it been like? You mean the same as the rest of us you, this season? It's been it's been tumultuous, hasn't it? I I, I guess. And, and then um, if we and take you um, right up to um, last last Saturday, it, I mean, the manager wouldn't say it was it was a must win game, but I think everybody inside Goodison Park thought that it, it was. And then it, the likes of yourself as the global fan base, you, you must have been really feeling it too. I was a I I I I did a video, yeah. uh, a couple of videos that week, trying to kind of drum up excitement. Normally, yeah. my pre-match videos always resulted in a loss. It was yeah. like that's the one that broke the trend. By the way, yet like last yeah. Saturday broke the trend. Not your fault, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, I was blamed for it by a few people. That believe it or yeah. not, but that's all right. Uh, they can blame me all they want. Um, for me, it literally comes down to this, and I said it. In the video, and I'm going to say it right now, every opponent that we face at Goodison from here on out is our sworn mortal enemy and our nemesis, okay? They're trying to take what's ours, and it can't happen. Every match is a cup final, all right? And if you don't walk out of Goodison without your voice, then you ain't doing something right because Mm -hmm. we can either be a passenger or we can be a participant. And I'm all about being a participant. If all I can do is make noise to help my team, get across the finish line, then I'm going to make every noise I can. I'll rip the seat bottom out, beat it against the side of the you know stadium if I have to. 
I'll make noise however I can. Um, and I think that that atmosphere of positivity that, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Barry Williams and Dave Weich and a lot of people in the Everton Fans Forum, along with the originals, the County Road Bobblers, uh, <clears throat> the View from the Bullens. They all came together and worked with the club to help create that environment. And 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 I have to admit that sometimes I'm a bit confused by Goodison because while it is literally like I call it the Terror Dome, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's an awfully quiet Terror Dome from time to time, and I. Yeah. I know that the fans can be reactive. It takes a bad call from the referee or or a bad challenge from an opposing player or, or, or you know, the, the, our play will lift them as well. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, like I said, we have to not be a passenger being taken along by the match. We have to participate. All right. Um, sound and fury. I mean, and, and, and it was beautiful. It translated yeah. through the telly. I could hear it Saturday morning. I could feel it. I hardly slept Friday night. Um, I was on three cups of coffee by the time the match kicked off. And and I was at, I, I jumped up when Seamus scored. My wife nearly spilled her tea on herself. She was absolutely fuming with me. Um, and, and fair play for her, you know, but but because you know, I do tend to jump around a bit, but yeah, it was it was absolutely magic. Okay. We know the banner, Everton or magic. Let me tell you something, the power behind the magic comes from the people yeah and the people in those stands fueled those players and it wasn't just the glotty street it wasn't just the park in the main stand and you know and everybody was up and in it and it was such a beautiful thing and i just want to see that every home match from the end of the season get after it you know what i mean yeah and 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 i can i'll get after it from over here i'll yeah. do the silliest craziest funniest match reactions you've ever heard um but I can't be there, um, and and I wish I could. I'd give anything to be a season ticket holder. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned that it's interesting. I've said something similar myself when we were doing the, the Royal Blue podcast on Monday. It was fantastic that the players were able to produce the most dynamic display of the season and that up tempo sort of style, which Blue leads United away. And that was that. I mean, I was there against Wimbledon '94, there against Coventry '98. And even there was almost half a season to go, there were shades of that, that kind of feeling on Saturday. So I just think from the fans as well, you could do that on a regular basis. I know they're browbeaten, like you've said, and they, yeah. you know, they, they, you know it's, it's been, it's has been tough times and they are um, a, a fan base who, who have suffered a lot, but in the same vein as those players performing every week, if we could, we could see the power of Goodison, why not harness it on a more regular basis? Absolutely. And for yeah. me, it's like this. The players are beat down. How many yeah. managers have some of these players been through? Okay. Yeah. And 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 I have been critical of the players in their role in regards to the number of managers we've seen come through the revolving door at Finch Farm over the past six years. And I think mm-hmm. fairly so. But if we're going to ask those players whose confidence is low, who have been kind of browbeaten down, yeah. if we're going to ask them to step it up and give more, then we have to step it up and give more. You don't ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. That's just bad business. So if we're going to expect more out of them, then we have to provide more as a fan base. Because I'll say it again, if Everton are magic, the people are the power behind that magic. And if we sit silent in our seats like a bunch of cheats, we can't be mad at them for not giving everything they've got on the pitch. Yeah. 
I mean, how, how have you thought about um, Frank Lampard um, so, so far? Do you think he has been a, a breath of fresh air? Obviously, two terrific home results, but, you know, a, a dis- very disappointing display on the road in between. You know, sometimes it just feels right. Yeah. Just like sometimes it just feels wrong. <laughs> in the yeah. summer, it felt wrong. And I'm yeah. going to tell you, this one, if you had told me I would be as excited as I am about having Frank Lampard uh, in charge, of the blues, I would have been like, no, but I got to tell you the more I, I remember him as a player and I yeah. despised him because he always seemed to score against us in the worst yeah. times. Um, and his dad even did it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a family tradition. I'm glad to see they've turned that energy to the opposite side of things. Um, but I have to say that he is so well-spoken and he is driven by a passion. And, I, and I've said this on a couple of different podcasts. I love the combination of Frank Lampard, Donnie Vanderbeek, and Delhi. Okay? Because you have three wicked, talented individuals. All right? They've all got a bit of a chip on their shoulder because of past letdowns. And they've mm-hmm. all got something to prove. And they're going to prove it wearing a blue shirt. That is perfect timing. That's like serendipity right there. I am... I am so excited, and I'm 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 really got my fingers crossed that the charge of the Lampard Brigade is going to roll into <laughs> Southampton, and we're going to leave everybody in St. Mary's shaking their heads before it's over. Um, yeah. We took Leeds' game, and we beat them over the head with it. We had the total package. We had, mm-hmm. we were we were we were high pressure on the ball. We distributed well. We outran them. We outplayed them. We outscored them, and that is the Everton that I fell in love with back in the day. Over 12 years ago. And and I just um I just can't help but feeling that if everybody keeps doing their part, then we're gonna end up in a spot better than any of us thought we could by the end of the season. Yeah. It's it, what you said. Yeah. It, injuries, injuries aside, if we can avoid any more of those. Yeah. Interesting what you say there about like, going back there. I mean, uh, I've spoken to Richard Dunn this week and he described that victory over um, Leeds United as old school Everton as a sort of return to that. And I guess, like we've mentioned already, Seamus's goal and his uh, sort of the way he leads by example and the sort of way he just play, plays the game. And, it, and I mean, he had John Joe Kenny on the, the other flank as well, play, playing out of position. Someone, some unlikely heroes there, um, even Alex Awobi, who's, who struggled at time and they all um, came up and uh, delivered. If, if I had to assign a song title or a song to represent Saturday, it would be Bob Marley's redemption song. Because let me tell yeah. you something. There was some redemption on the pitch, okay? Yeah. Um, Seamus, oh, captain, my captain, I, 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 he is absolutely one of my heroes. I think the world of him, and it's been uh, – it's just been painful to watch the, the challenges he's faced this year. And to see him get that goal at that time in that way – the passion was just present on his face. You could see how much it meant to him, and that set the stage. Michael Keane, he has had struggles this season with his confidence and in his ability, and for him to get that goal was outstanding. And I think that that performance from Alex Awobi might be the best we've seen him put forth in a blue shirt. And to hear the crowd singing his name, if it felt good to me, it had to be incredible for him. Yeah. And, and when everybody's pulling in the same direction, it's amazing what you can pull off. And I'm dead excited. Now, Saturday afternoon, I might be fuming, but until then, I'm going to be buzzing because this is a, such a beautiful time to be an Evertonian at the moment. 
the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, it's been, it's been a remarkable turnaround. You've mentioned already, after uh, hopefully a, ch- a charge up the Premier League table now but I mean there's still the FA Cup as well I mean um, boredom what <laughs> yeah well that's that, that I call it a trap game because they're going to come in with everything to play for um and and obviously one of their one of their players is a, is an Evertonian he yeah. he uh he threw a Tony Hibbert shirt on uh <laughs> at the conclusion of their last match and fair play to him I've got a I've got Hibbert on the back of a 2009-2010 kit myself um yeah. Yeah, and 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 I did uh, break. I almost broke the coffee table when he scored his goal in his uh, testimonial um, because yeah. you know Hibbo scores, we riot. Um, yeah. But no, I I I I'm I'm a worrier, and it's a trap game, and I won't rest easy until we get a couple of goals up on him and see it through. But you know, for me, I don't ever want to go get the cart too far uh, behind the horse or the horse too far in front of the cart. It would be great to see a cup run. What I really want to see is consistency in the league. I want to see, you know, I want to see a standard played too. Um, for me, you don't play to the level of the competition. You set a standard for your football club. And that standard on just about any given day could see anybody off the pitch, save your Manchester Cities, because they're in a totally different galaxy right now. Mm-hmm. But week in, week out, if you play to that standard and not the opponent, you should beat people. You should be competitive. And I know that we're not going to win every match. I hope we do, but I know we're not. But as long mm-hmm. as I see that standard and I see that effort week in and week out and it's unmistakable, I can take a loss. Yeah. It's just yeah. a, I don't know, I, I, for lack of a better term, Everton felt broken to me from the top to the bottom over the past tail end of last year. And yeah. it's only felt like it's coming together right over the past month. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a healing almost, if I'm honest. And it's a really, really satisfying feeling. Yeah. Well, you struck a chord with with Evertonians. There's obviously a, an air of intrigue about how that um devotion for the club came came about for somebody from uh, Middle Georgia. Um are you able to tell us a bit more about that, how it all started for you? Well, my um <laughs> my youngest son uh was playing football. Uh, and he wanted to watch it on the television. And for me, um, my fr- I never saw a proper football match until 1996, and I'm 43. It was at the Olympics, and it had an Everton connection because Daniel Amakachi was playing for Nigeria against nice. Brazil. The Super Eagles beat Brazil at Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia, sudden death, golden ball. I had a green shirt on that day. I happened to be in the Super Eagles section, and it was one of the greatest experiences I'd had in my life up to that point. Um, It changed me so much that I even walked on uh, to my my university's footy team. Now, I'm terrible, but I I would (laughs) run my legs off. So, um, for me, it was always the U.S. national team, mainly the women's national team, because they were incredible. 
1999 mm-hmm. World Cup, you know, you had players like like Mia Hamm, and they just they were incredible, and they were so yeah. much fun to support. I saw them win the gold medal in '96 against China at the Olympics, um, and and for me, footy was watching the women's team. Now, yeah. obviously, with the men, we started to get a bit better. Tim Howard, I I, I didn't really identify with him, but I'd always like Landon Donovan. Yeah. And when my youngest, when my oldest son was watching, he wanted to watch Chelsea because he liked Drogba because Drogba scored goals. Right. Yeah. I watched it with him and I'm like, eh, they're all right. And then I hear Landon Donovan's going to, you know, Everton on loan. And I'm yeah. like, who's Everton? I've never heard yeah. of them. I've heard of Liverpool. I've heard of United. I heard of Chelsea. You know, I've heard of Tottenham. I've heard of all these others. I've never heard of Everton. So I start watching when Landon comes over and I was like, man, they got a sweet kit. And then I start mm-hmm. reading about the history. Okay. First purpose built football ground in the UK in the top flight since 1955. You know, when you start looking at the honors, uh, the FA Cups, the league wins, you know, the 84, 85 Kindle Boys, you know, what ha- ha- Harry Catterick did in the 60s, you know, it, the, the history absolutely took me. Um, yeah. And from that point, when Donovan left, I kept watching because, you know, that team of, you know, Stephen Pinar, Marijuana Fellaini, Leighton Baines, you know, uh, Louis Saha, it, you know, obviously Seamus wasn't in the side yet. He was at Blackpool alone that season, uh, helping them get promoted. Um, you know, that 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 Sylvain Distan, Phil Jagielka, um, uh, Phil Neville, Tony Hibbert, yeah. they hooked me with their personalities. They were incredible. Leon Osmond. And, and I just, I, I, Tim Cahill, Mikel Arteta, I fell in love with the team. Mm-hmm. And and I happened to be moving to Germany for work at the tail end of 2010. So I made my first pilgrimage to, uh, to, to Goodison Park in the March of 2011 right. to see Everton beat Fulham 2-1. to one. And okay. Clint Dempsey scored for Fulham. It was good to see a Yank score. Bad yeah. to see it happen against Everton. But goals from Louis Saha and Seamus Coleman took the day. We won 2-1. Uh, Dave Freely uh, and 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 uh, Baz Cast, they took me around. They were so good to me. They made sure that I had transportation to and from the match. They made sure that I got a, a stadium tour. I mean, it was, honest to goodness, like a storybook, like adventure. Um, and and since then, uh, I've seven matches total. Um, yeah. The Werder Bremen friendly in Germany the following year. I saw Man City. I saw us beat Man City the night Yelovich was uh, unveiled. And the guy yeah. jumped out of the park end and hooked himself to oh, the we were post. He was about five rows from Dave and I. Yeah. Um, and I met Landon Donovan and Seamus Coleman that night because Landon was back on loan. And it was yeah. just incredible. Um, and to be honest, everybody at the club was just so incredible and so nice. And, and, and you know, every interaction that I had left me wanting more. And, and, like, I hated turning my back and walking away from Goodison at the end of every match because I just didn't want to leave it because I felt like every time I left, I was leaving a piece of myself in there. Um, saw Lukaku score a late header against West Ham, which was my last match in 2014, right. which was eight years ago. Um, but away days at Wigan, Chelsea, Southampton, uh, nil-nil draw on a Monday night. Uh, it was <laughs> the first match that Pochettino took over for them in 2013. Right. I had quite an adventure getting there that involved broken trains, and uh, it was quite an adventure. Um, but yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely am. 
I am smitten with Everton, and I have been for 12 years. And like I tell people, I'm blue until I'm through. Um, I have followed the Blues on four different continents. I, I would be for in Africa on work, and I'm going to try to find a way to get the match audio on through the website. Um, yeah. You know, I'm literally I have I have followed Everton uh, uh, in a devoted way for the past 12 years, and it's never going to change because it's it's yeah. it's it's uh it's part of me now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned some of those personalities, and like we've discussed Seamus already, though. But I believe you, um, uh, you have a particularly nice story to tell about yourself and Seamus, how how he remembered you after one interaction. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah. I've, I met Seamus Coleman on uh, that match when we beat Man City. He was injured and not playing. And I um, I had one of my squadron's uh, coins and a patch. And I gave it to him and I explained uh, kind of the story behind it. And and he was just attentive. And he, it, you can tell when people are genuine. And there was yeah. absolutely nothing about that man that was in, it, disingenuine in any way, um, if that's the appropriate word. Um, yeah. There's nothing fake about it. So fast forward to that last match in 2014, I was getting some programs signed for my boys and I'd seen Tim Howard and I'd seen uh, Gerard De Lefeo and I, and here comes Seamus and Seamus signed my program. And I was like, I said, Hey, I was like, I said, um, it's like, I met you a couple of years ago. And, and, and he looks at me and goes, you're the Yank that gave me your squadron coin and your patch. And I'm like, that's right. That's right. And he remembered, he completely yeah. remembered the interaction and he and I stood there and talked he stood there and talked to me for a couple of minutes, wanted to know how I was, where I'd been, what I'd been up to. And he had a genuine interest in me. Yeah. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. And for the fact that he would take that time and to not just remember me, but to show a genuine interest. I mean, it's just a testament to the quality of his character. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a proper, he's a proper captain. Yeah. And, and I, mean, and I hope that the club does right by him. Yeah. When you're when you're in Georgia, are there many other Evertonians out there? I mean, the, the, the way when, when you're whooping and hollering following the blues, do you get much attention? <laughs> well, the neighbors think I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they, 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 they actually don't. They don't. They're, they're great folks. Um, they know yeah. I'm just out there recording. Um, I've actually converted one of my childhood friends to an Evertonian. Yeah. yeah my buddy, my buddy, his name's Kip Lovingood, and he, he lives in Orlando, Florida now. And we've been friends since we were kids, and we've always pulled for the Atlanta Braves and the Georgia Bulldogs. Those are the sports teams that we all loved growing up. Yeah. Now he is a dyed-in-the-wool Evertonian. <laughs> he loves it, watches every match. On a Saturday morning, he's on his couch with a, with a kid on, got his <laughs> Everton mug. He absolutely loves it. Um, he's, he's learned the history of the club, and he's going to do his best. He and I both are going to do our best to get over to Goodison together at some point. Um there is a great supporters club in Atlanta and I was briefly working in Atlanta and I got to attend a couple of matches and they're just great folks. Um, BB and, and the rest up there are just outstanding. Um, but I live a bit too far away from Atlanta to make that trek on March uh, on, on match day because yeah. Atlanta traffic, whoo, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, so I, I, and also to be honest, I have a, I'm superstitious and I have a way of doing things. I get up, I pick the kit out that I'm wearing. I make my breakfast. I have my coffee, and I sit down and I watch the match. and And, and it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a solo ritual, if I'm honest. So, I'm a creature of habit, and I don't want to break trends. So I, I end up watching the match, sometimes loudly on my own uh, in the house. But uh, you do see some Liverpool supporters, and I've had to put a few in their place because they'll see my Everton top and they'll go, "Oh, you picked the wrong team." And then I'll start quizzing them about theirs. 
And when it turns out that I've been to Anfield more times than they have, and I know yeah. more about their club, that argument usually ends really quickly. That discussion gets closed off real quick. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, it's um, it's it's not just Everton; it's the city of Liverpool. Um, it, it, it's an incredible place, and the people there have been outstanding. I've had some incredible interactions with Liverpool supporters through yeah. what I've been doing on Twitter. I mean, they they've been really supportive. They've been really nice and accommodating and, and they, and, you know, they give me a shout of fair play. You know, you support your team in a really great positive way. And, and I've got all the time for that. Like, I, I know it's easier for me because I don't live there. Um, but, but there it, listen, if you're cool with me, I'll be cool with you. And I've had some, some really nice interactions with them. So, like I said, it's, it's Everton first, but I love the city as a whole. And, and, I, and I feel like, um, I don't know. It feels like a part of me if yeah. I can say that. And it, I can't wait to get back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I was going to come to that now to to, um, to, to finish with um, this. I, I didn't actually notice when we we set this up, but you are uh, you're, you're in the process of of trying to get um, back back to Goodison and with um, is it is it Patreon? Is that is that how you yes. say? It? And is he able to uh, talk us through about what's actually happening yes. there and how that works? I actually made the announcement last night. Um, I put a poll up on Twitter yeah. and had nearly nine hundred votes, eighty three percent in favor. Um, and, and I wanted to make sure that people understood that just because I'm doing this Patreon thing, it's not going to stop me from being visible and, and accessible and, and, and doing my regular thing on Twitter. This is extra. Um, yeah. But, you know, over Christmas, I had a lot of requests for personal messages for Christmas greetings. Now, what I asked people to do was, if you can, OK, send a fiver to your charity of choice. OK. And, and, and if you do, send me the screenshot and I'll cut your video, you know, and, or if you can't afford that, just do some random act of kindness. Open a door for somebody, help somebody with their groceries, you know, just do something, you know. Um, and it was such an overwhelming response and people were so great. I got to thinking that, you know, I could, I could kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to produce extra content on Patreon. And through that, I'm going to fund my ability to get back to Goodison Park, hopefully on a more regular basis and definitely before the end of the season. And I'm also going to donate a substantial percentage of what I make every month to charities in Liverpool. Now, obviously, I'm going to start with Everton in the community, and I've got a lot of great suggestions from the people. And and I'm going to tell you this, as a joke, I'm the undisputed people's hype champion of Everton Football Club. And without the people, like I said before, I don't matter. So I listen to the people. Um, and I'm going to find some worthy charities that I can donate to so that I can give back to the city of Liverpool that has given me so much. I'm nobody. I'm not a, I'm not a resident of Liverpool. I wasn't born there, and I'm obviously uh, not British. But but that city has given me Everton. There it is. <laughs> Wrong hand. Yeah. It's given me Everton, it, and it's given me such a warm welcome, and it's made me feel like I'm at home every time I go. So I feel this 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 urge to give back, and, and I'm going to – I'm going to do exactly that. And it's going to kick off on March the 1st. It's going to start out with a, a weekly podcast, an additional match, an in-depth extended match reaction. And, and people, if they want uh, personalized messages or, or a phone WhatsApp phone call, they'll be able to pick the appropriate tier. And I'm going to announce every month who we're, who we're supporting charity-wise. And uh, we're going to – hopefully I'm going to do some good and get yeah. back to Goodison at the same time, because what better to fuel getting back to Goodison Park than giving back to Liverpool at the same time? 
Terrific message. Well, I'm, I'm sure that it'll be very well received, Nick. And um, it'd be great when it get you back at Goodison Park, get, maybe even get you into the, the Echo office, come and see uh, the boys and girls there at some point. Um, it'd be fantastic. Listen, if you guys want me, I will definitely come by. Everybody might be like, who's this unhinged yank walking through here? But I would absolutely love it. That would be that would be a great thing. I would be definitely up for that. Yeah. Well, if we can get you through security, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, so if you check him out, um at Blue Ace1878, it's Astro on uh Twitter, he's also on YouTube as well. Um Instagram Astro the Blue yep. Ace, isn't it? Yeah, that's yep. the one. Um yep. thank you so much, Nick, for taking the time out to speak to us and like we said. Hopefully see you in Liverpool sometime soon. It's been my absolute honor and privilege. Thank you for the opportunity. And last but never least, up them toffees, baby. Woo! You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.